Okay. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to 2A to B or not 2A to B. Um, we are going to do a little bit more rest. We've got a bit upset in the interim that <laughs> uh, so we were reading from Mandel and we're not very Sat satisfied uh, with what Mandel's told us. So we're going to use crack the core a little bit and we're going to talk through some of the things it says on here. And there might be some overlap and that's fine. And there might be some overlap and we might delete the previous thing in time if we feel like it wasn't good enough. Yeah. So if there isn't another rest episode, we've never spoken about rest before, by the time we come to listen to this, sorry, <laughs> we don't like it. Okay, so um, just a couple of little facts I'd like to tell you about. Um, blood supply and lymphatic drainage to the breast. Do you know anything about these things? Well, lymphatic drainage, I'm guessing axilla. And where else? Oh, secret. 97% yeah. of lymph drains the axilla. Mm -hmm. There's 3% somewhere else. Upper mediastinum? No, internal mammary nodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I saw one actually today, I should have guessed that. Oh, yeah. very good. Um, blood flow. 60% like is the mammary. Which one? I was going to say internal, is it going to be the other one? No, it's the internal, oh, internal. Okay. yeah. Um, and then the rest, so the other 40% is from the lateral thoracic and internal intercostal perforators. Okay. I didn't mean to say internal there, sorry. And then intercostal perforators, and what was the other the one? Lateral thoracic, lateral thoracic and intercostal perforators. Yeah. I think that's quite useful. Yeah. Okay, tell me about axillary lymph node levels. Oh, God. Ooh. Um. I quite like this. So there's level one, level two, level three, and then something called a rotter. <laughs> so I'm just, I think it's going to be level one, level two, level three, getting further away from the breast. Yeah. And up the axilla. Yeah. And do you know there's a muscle that. Pec. Minor. Minor. Yes. Lovely. So level one is. Uh, pre prior to pet minor. What do you mean prior? Before. Beneath. From where? From the breast? From the breast. To pec minor. To pec minor. Level one. So what does that mean? Is it medial or lateral to pec minor? Medial. No, lateral. If you think about where pec is, so like the drainage is going to come like that and then go in, right? If you think about your breast tail. Yeah. You've got... But what was the question about medial or lateral? So where is level one? It's lateral to pec. It's lateral to pec minor. Because think about the breast tail. Yeah. And it goes it's up there. Here. Yeah. And then so you've got level one, yeah. lateral to pec minor. Yeah. And you've got level two. Middle. No, on top of. Under. Under. <laughs> same, same. Under pec minor. Uh, and then level three is medial to pec minor. Oh. Um, and then the That's counterintuitive. The rotter nose. Is in between pec major and minor. Oh, that's good because it's like the rotter. It's an absolute rotter. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you see an internal mammary node yeah. on ultrasound, yeah. Did you see one today? On mammae. Okay, fine. Um, if you see them on ultrasounds, they are abnormal. Yeah. Um, isolated next to these nodes isn't common. It says maybe three percent, which is interesting because we just said that three percent of the drainage is to them. Nice way to remember. Yeah. Um, 
And when you do see it, it's come from a medial cancer. So cancer that's in the middle of the breast has got causes, in, which makes sense. But causes mammary nodes, is that what you're saying? Internal mammary nodes okay. to be, if you see them on ultrasound. Yeah, but the internal mammary node can be anywhere in the breast. Can't it? No. no, those are intramammillary nodes. Uh, okay. Internal mammary is like a medial internal mammary artery. artery. Okay. You know, when you like, look yeah. at the chest CT, you can see. So you, you follow the aortic like, or whatever. The anterior chest wall. Yeah. Um, something I did not know about, but is an aunt mini. Oh, yeah. Is something called the sternalis muscle. You heard of this? No. So this is a non functional muscle that's next to the sternum and can stimulate a mass. Can simulate. Simulate, yeah, sorry. Simulate. <laughs> I think they did say stimulate. It can simulate a mass. Um, you only see it on one view. Okay. You see it on the CC view. Okay. Um, it's unilateral more than half of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it says handling this in real life is all about the old gold find that thing on the priors even better a ct it's only ever on the cc and you never see it on the medial lateral okay. uh, and it looks like it's quite weird that this little lump of muscle there that's on, on the, the CT, ct yeah and on the breast oh, okay it's like this little twist there I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. Good one for an art mini. Yeah. You know, useful to know. Sternalis muscle. Sternalis muscle. Makes sense. By the I feel like if in clinic you came up with that, they'd be like, mm. Yeah, like, can you imagine a teacher and you'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. this is the sternalis muscle. It's not a breast tumor. Thank you. Um, breast development slash physiology. Have you ever heard of the milk streak? It sounds familiar, actually. Oh, does it? This is an embryological buzzword, my favourite, <laughs> to explain the location of the normal breast and location of ectopic breast tissue. Just know that the most common location for ectopic breast tissue is in the axilla. Mm-hmm. Second most common is in the inframammary fold. <laughs> and then you is this get, the inframammary that's fold? That's the inframammary fold. Uh, and then extra nipples <laughs> are most commonly in the same locations. But can be anywhere along the milk streak. Grace, imagine. Sorry. I shouldn't be so judgmental. Um, at birth, both males and females can have breast enlargement and produce milk because of maternal. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, as girls enter puberty, their ducts elongate and branch because of estrogen, mm-hmm. and then their lobules proliferate because of progesterone. If you biopsy a breast bud, why would you do that? It says here, you can damage it and affect breast development, <laughs> and then you'll get sued. I had that when I did my GP job. Really? And yeah, this woman brought her child in, and was like, I she's got a mass, and it, it was breast, breast development. She was little, she was like yeah. six, and I was like, I think this is breast issue. Yeah. And she was like, go and get someone we'll see here. So I was going to get a man, GP, and he was like, I don't want to feel a little girl's breasts. And I was like, please come help me. Yeah. yeah. She was really insistent, she wanted it biopsy. And did it get a biopsy? No, no, it didn't get biopsy. We had to have quite a stern conversation with her, but anyway, so don't do that. Bloody hell, that's ridiculous. Um, Now, tell me about some hormonal moments that Mm -hmm. affect the breast. Menarche. 
Um, I don't have that. Huh. What, like cyclical, I guess? Uh, you some cyclical that. ones, yeah. Do you remember the, like, the phases of the... Um... Follicular. Oh, nice. That's my first one. What day is that? One. No. Oh. Day 7 to 14. I was going to say 1 to 14. <laughs> Oops. Um, day 7 to 14 is the follicular phase. Yeah. Oestrogen is having its big party. Yeah. Um, and apparently this is the best time to have both the mammogram and an MRI. And an MRI. Oh, I didn't know that. That's quite interesting. Tell me why. Um, what comes after the follicular phase? This is when the egg has been poofed out yeah. and it's left something. Corpus luteum. Yeah. Luteal phase. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. Thanks. Um, so luteal phase is day 15 to 30, so like the last half of your cycle. Yeah. Um, who's having the best party? Uh, progesterone. Progesterone's having the best party. Um, and this is when you can get breast tenderness, maximum at day 28 to 30. Just before you... Period. Yeah. Um, and breast density increases slightly. Makes sense. Yeah, it's when you look your best. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean you. I don't mean no, it's you so true. Uh, Righto. Um, <laughs> and then what about the one to... That, I can't remember seven. what face that is, but that's like the bleeding bit. We don't care about it. Oh, of course, the bleeding bit, yeah. 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 It doesn't... Feature. They just get smaller. Tell me about another hormonal state. Another hormonal Menopause. State. Yep, lovely. What happens then? Uh, you don't have any estrogen. No party. No party, exactly. The lobules go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so lobules go down. Yeah. Ducks stay, but they might become ectatic. Okay. Um, fibroadenomas will degenerate mm -hmm. because they love estrogen. So they fuck off. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and they get, um, the fibroadenomas can get popcorn calcification. Yes. And it's so funny because um, someone was describing, like, there was one on a mammogram or something, and she's like, what word describer would pop into your head? And then she goes, I've actually kind of already said it. And I was like, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they can get popcorn calcifications, secretory calcifications can develop. But you hate about, those. That's about 15 to 20 years post-menopause. Are those ones we were talking about earlier? Well, you were like, calcifications that secrete? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They don't develop until 15 to 20 years after menopause. Sorry. I hate them. Um, tell me about some other... Uh, well, so you sort of told me about, should we talk about perimenopausal? Yeah. Um, in the perimenopause, yeah. you get shortening of the follicular phase. Um, so they get less estrogen, which means they're getting longer progesterone exposure. Yeah. Um, more progesterone exposure means more breast pain, more fibrocystic changes, and more breast cyst formation. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's one hormonal state yeah. in a woman mm -hmm. you haven't told me about uh birth related breastfeeding no. what's that also called just before birth uh, uh pre pu no. don't peri partum <laughs> no i mean the bit that lasts nine months pregnancy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so pregnancy what happens big boobs <laughs> can't wait <laughs> Um, tubes and ducts proliferate. Yeah. The breast gets a lot denser, 
and that means it's more hypoechoic on ultrasound, mm-hmm. which is a bit counterintuitive. Hyper on mammoth, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and ultrasound's probably your best bet if you've got a mass because of that. It's yeah, dense yeah, so dense, you're not going to yeah. see stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's one other hormonal moment I'd like to tell you about, uh-huh. and that is if you perimenopausal. Yeah. And then you go menopausal. Yeah, and then and you then, take HRT. And then you take HRT. Lovely. Um, do you know anything about that? Your boobs then? Mm. Well, I guess then they could start increasing a bit again. Yeah. So things might proliferate a bit. Exactly. So breasts can get more dense, um, and they get the most dense if you have an estrogen and progesterone combination, HRT. Yeah, okay. Um, Double party. Having told you that uh, some of them contain progesterone. What might be Estrogen side only. Oh, oh. Uh, breast related. Yeah. Oh, cysts. No. Uh, no, I'm talking about breast pain. Oh, pain. Okay. Progesterone seems to mean breast yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, and that typically is worse in the first year of taking the HRT. Um, and then it's worse in the in the first year. Yeah. And then if um, so, that was with the progesterone bits of the HRT. Yeah. With the oestrogen bits of the HRT, what particular things did I tell you absolutely loves oestrogen? Um, don't tell me. What particular bit of the breast? Mm, it's not a bit Ductal? Of a, no, it's a it's a benign mass that could be there already. Oh, fibroadenomas. Yes. They, it says here they like to drink oestrogen. Love it. So they can grow if you have HRT. Mm-hmm. So women could come... You know, so you could have a fibroadenoma, then it goes, then you go on HRT, then it reappears. And she appears and she has my breasts are really painful and I've got this great big lump that's growing and actually she's got pain from the progesterone like cyclical pain and it's a fibroadenoma that's growing okay interesting interesting that's all the hormonal states I'd like to tell you thank you what sort of time are we on half um well I've got a table here about high yield trivia great let's do that regarding breast anatomy and physiology which is no I love anatomy and physiology so what did I tell you about what happens to a nipple yeah. on MRI with contrast? It hyper enhances. Enhances on with it contrast. Enhances, yeah. yeah. So you don't call it abnormal disease of the nipple. It yeah. happens. Um, where do most cancers occur? Oh, lower outer quadrant. No, upper outer quadrant. Upper outer quadrant. Thank you. Um, where do most cancers start? Uh, closer to the areola. Posterior. Don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking more zoomed in. Oh, epithelium. Too zoomed in. Where? Ductal. Intraductal. So they start, most cancers start in the terminal duct lobule unit, which there's a picture of it. Oh yes, please. Uh, it's disappeared now. Do you see here? So you've got your major ducts and your lobules. And then this is your terminal duct lobule unit. It's a bit like an alveolus. Yeah. Sort of makes sense. Yeah. Lobules are some ducts. The end of the pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So most cancers start there. Yeah. Um, 60% of the blood flow is to the breast tissues from what? Internal memory. Thank you. Um, Where would I expect a cancer to be if... Um, there was a metastasis of the internal mammary node. 
to the internal memory yeah. node, medial in the breast. Thank you. And how many of those? 3%. Thank you. I don't know what the question was going to be, but you told me about the 3%. How many of those what? are, do that, how many, how many are medial 3%? Mets to the internal memory node are uncommon, only yeah. 3%, and they are seen in medial cancers. Yeah, okay. Um, quickly tell me about, I've got a lymph node that mm-hmm. is underneath pec minor at what level Level is two. At? Thank you. I've got one that's medial. Level three. Thank you. I've got uh, uh, I've got a node in between. Rotter! <laughs> Very good. I'm glad that sunk in. <laughs> the rotter. You'll never pay attention <laughs> to me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, tell me about which view I'm going to see in sternalis muscle. CC only. Oh, lovely. Only CC. And it's an aunt mini, babe. It's an aunt mini. It's and you might, mini. if you want to, like, extra points, look on this previous CT. Previous CT confirms it to you. Um, tell me uh, <laughs> at what point in my cycle mm-hmm. is breast tenderness at maximum? Progesterone parties. So it's going to be your luteal phase. Yeah. For a, in a woman having her period. Yeah. If not, if you're taking combined HR, HRT, if you're taking progesterone, or if not... My question was actually what day of my cycle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so the luteal phase, which is 15 to 30. Yes, but what a peak, oh, there's a peak. 17. Moment. No. We said it's like just before. Oh, 29. So it's 27 to 30. Yeah. So just before you have okay. like hit day one. That is- oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. As if you're not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, what might be, mm-hmm. I am... I'm a, um, one of the uh, radiology department assistants. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I am booking a woman in to come in for her mammo and MRI. She's having them on the same day. Oh, good time in cycles. Yeah, well, that would be a good time. I think it's the follicular phase. Thank so you. day 7 to 14. Lovely. Absolutely smashed it. Um, a woman comes in and wants her child have a biopsy of her no 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 thank you that's what it just says don't biopsy a prepubescent breast yeah and why not because you're going to damage the growing breast thank you you can affect breast development mm. nobody wants a lopsided bobby yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the peak time peak time in a woman's life that she's going to have painful bubbles and cyst formation Tell me about what hormones going Progesterone. Yeah. So I, so, and um, is, is this a natural phase? So it's, we're not talking about HRT. No. So it's when, so it's going to be just uh, perimenopausal. Mm. Thank you. Perimenopause, peak time for breast pain and cyst formation. Because, do you remember? Progesterone. So you have less, your estrogen time reduces. So you get more like progesterone. So you get shortening of the follicular phase. phase. Yeah. Uh, and so therefore, more like elongation yeah. of the other phase, yeah. luteal phase. Mm-hmm. In, in, why, um, I'm going to do a mammo on a menopausal woman. Yeah. Why am I seeing popcorn calcification? Because she's got a fibroadenoma. Is she having HRT? No. What's happened to the fibroadenoma? 
Um, oh, it's shrunk. It's involuted. Degenerated. Degenerated, yeah. 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 Exactly. That's my high yield trivia. Great. Yeah, we need that. Um, room for another box? 10 minutes. What do you know about lactation? Is the name of the box. Not much. No. <laughs> uh, density, it says here. Increased. As mentioned above, the breast gets a lot denser in which trimester pregnancy? The last. Third. Lovely. Very good. Mammograms might be worthless and an ultrasound could be your only hope. Yeah. I.e. ultrasound has greater sensitivity than a mammo in a lactating patient. And that's the same way... Because we said when they're very hyperdense, a yeah. mammo is useless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same reason. Um, <laughs> Sorry. If a patient is on antipsychotics, mm-hmm. why, which modality would be best, mammo or ultrasound? And why? Mammo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known this. Mammo. No. Ultrasound is better. Ultrasound, because... So... Are we thinking of... Classically, antipsychotics, if you think about their effect... Are we thinking about, like, lactin, You know, like prolactin. Yeah. Um, so, a pituitary prolactinoma, or some meds, and classically antipsychotics can create similar bilateral increased density in the breast tissue. Sorry, say that again. So a pituitary prolactinoma, yeah. or some medications, and classically it's antipsychotics, okay. yeah. can create similar bilateral increased density. density. And I remember that because I have a psychotic patient who we were giving, I think it was elantapine or something, yeah. and he got gynecomastia and was trying to take the NHS to court he was like, you've given me boobs. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Um, but his glandular tissue. So it's the antipsychotic, but what was the other thing? A pituitary prolactinoma, which yeah. makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what is your concern mm-hmm. about biopsying a breast? in like the third trimester or just postpartum. Okay. One, could you damage the milk producing breast? I'm not sure. Two. There's a particular sort of damage you can do. And it's a bit, it sounds a bit gross to me. Okay. There's a risk of creating a milk fistula. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you make one, the patient will have to stop breastfeeding to stop the fistula. Mm. And the fistula can get infected. I was going to say infection, Mm. but yeah, it's not specific yet. Um, There's an aunt mini related to... Breastfeeding. Classically, when you stop lactating. Any guesses? So... It's going to be something that looks like it's going to be a palpable lump. Yeah. And it's secondary to stopping breastfeeding. Is it going to be a weird type of milk cyst? Yeah, so it's a galactosil. Mm. And it's a it's one of the benign fat-containing lesions. Yeah. Um, 
is typically seen at the cessation of lactation. Location is typically sub-areola. Yeah. Appearance is variable, but can have an aunt mini look with a fat fluid level. Okay. It's possible to breast abscess these things up. I Do don't you know mean what it means. No. It's possible to breast abscess these things up. That makes no sense. No, that makes no sense to me. Unless Does that mean like unless they say it could be a, a breast abscess? You might think it's a breast abscess. Oh, I see. But it's I. They just said it was not mini. But anyway. Well, that um, it's not mini if it has a fat fluid level. Okay, but it, can't, it doesn't have to. But can't um, abscesses have fat fluid? Why wouldn't ab- abscess have fat in it? Mm, no. Okay. Um, and then there's something else. Mm-hmm. Um. When you are lactating, mm-hmm. um, they so when you're lactating, you've got loads of estrogen going around. Yeah, I told you there's something that loves estrogen. Fibroadenomas. Yeah, um, they look a lot like so. These things look like fibroadenomas, and they actually be a charged up fibroadenoma. Okay. Um, Usually they are multiple, that's in bold letters. Yeah. Um, and they're only, they rapidly regress after you stop lactating. So are they like cellular fibroadenomas? No? They're called lactating adenomas. Okay. So like fibroadenoma, lactating Loaded adenoma. Them. You okay. get multiple, um, and he says here, if you get pressed on follow-up recommendation for these, I would say four to six months postpartum, post-delivery, or after cessation of lactation, and follow up with ultrasound. They rapidly regress after you stop lactation. But say four to six months postpartum, you might still be breastfeeding. Well, I think that's what he's saying. Like either four to six months postpartum if they're not going to breastfeed. Okay. Or, or after four to six months after cessation fine. of lactation. Fine. That makes sense. Sorry. Um. That's all I've got in this box. Perfect. Happy. Yeah. That was actually really useful, thank you. So this welcome. didn't have any of that. Yeah. So, so regards. Yeah, kind of regards. I wonder whether we...